Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to CarnivorousCreations.com. Remember Carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic, screen-accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. You like? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi master. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Uh, it's better than the T-Rex is in your way. What's that? That was the one you did last week. T-Rex is in your way. <laughs> Something like that. It was like a Broadway show? Yeah. What you gotta do when the T-Rex yeah. is in the cage? It, I don't remember this. I think it might have been better I than it up. you just did. Well, it's like a music, the Fallen Kingdom musical. It's a blood transfusion. Oh, my God. It's a blood transfusion. <laughs> I'd see that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Yes, Have Some podcast. <laughs> I'm already break. It's late. Guys, it's late. We're on very little sleep. We are 24 yeah, hours, hours removed, far. less than 24 hours removed from Jurassic mm-hmm. World Fallen Kingdom. And uh, we wanted to go ahead and get out these reviews, reactions, first thoughts. I know this is going to be one of those movies. Like when you look forward to a movie for this long, you can't just break it down in one sesh. No, you spread it yeah, out. No. You spread that shit out. I think my exact phraseology was I didn't want to blow my load in <laughs> just one episode. I was like, I want to do this like twice. Yeah, you don't want to be a volcano. No. On Isla Nublar. <laughs> uh, you know you're in a Jurassic Park mindset when like today I was on the Isla Sorna Wikipedia for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Try like trying to figure out. Were you like trying to figure out if there's a reason that you just don't remember that they just don't acknowledge that island anymore? So, Jake, that's a hundred percent what I was doing. And <laughs> according to the the film canon, um, apparently, I don't know if it was maybe one of the books or supplemental material, but at some point they do acknowledge that there are no more dinosaurs on Isla Sorna. They were either removed, like they just died out. They either died out or were moved to. Um, over in, in between Jurassic Park three and the Lost World, they were transported or Jurassic. you know moved to the park. Dude, dinosaur transportation's not easy. No, Especially after watching Appar- this movie, wait, but apparently it is because they keep doing it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Appar- was, you it know looks what? stressful. Like, whenever, whenever they were doing the auction, and every time they auction off a new dinosaur, they have to drive the truck up to the gate. Let it in the cage, close the cage, put the cage in there, bring the cage back to the truck. And I'm like, they're doing this for every single dinosaur? They're quick, too. <laughs> I don't know who like does their staffing, but those guys are like really good at their job. Yeah. It's very streamlined. They must work with the, uh, the Costa Rican government for some sort of staffing agency for dino transportation. That's a yeah. spinoff that I want to see. Yeah. 
But I'm yeah. into I'm into the working man. Staffing Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. Jurassic World. Um well cool. So listen, there's a lot to unpack here. Um I don't necessarily think we need to go in any kind of order. I don't even know where to start. I guess what we should start off doing is hey, yes, have some podcast. Abigail, Jake. Yeah. yeah. Did you like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Jake, go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought it was great. Um, I I liked it a lot, actually. And I, I liked it so much that now when I come out of a movie and I really like it, I get scared because <laughs> I'm like, I want to be like, did I really like it? Do I need to make sure before I tell anybody? Because I don't want to be like in a bad situation where I'm like, I love this movie. And then in a month, I'm just like, I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. Um, I really like Jurassic World, and I'm kind of surprised at, at the bad reviews. And I'm surprised at uh, the people um, who maybe like the first one and don't like this one. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep we're, we're going to get we're going to get into more detail. Um, Abigail, what you think? Well, as someone who didn't love the first one, first one being Jurassic World, I loved this movie and just like you jake i was stressed out by that fact because it was like i i was cheering and laughing and enjoying myself so much during this movie that i never once questioned whether or not i liked it but upon getting out and like looking at that rotten tomato score again and seeing some thoughts and some uh like of the headlines of reviews online i was like dude what the fuck i i really enjoyed this movie so i felt a little confused and betrayed and I feel like I need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 you know what? I, something I want to say, and this is not just for Jurassic World, but uh, I want to say that I think Rotten Tomatoes is just uh, like it's just bullshit. Yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point where there's a lot of people basing their opinions on uh, on whether or not they're going to go see a movie based on a Rotten Tomatoes score. And like, I, I think. I, I, I know people who do that. I know people who were like, "Oh, the Rotten Tomato score is bad," and I'm like, "Gives a fuck!" Like it's that's that's just regular people who are rate like, yeah, who cares? Like, I don't okay, fucking yeah. care. All Rotten Tomatoes is, and like, I feel like a lot of people actually don't know this, so let's just get it out, guys. We're not reviewing Fallen Kingdom. It's just a Rotten Tomatoes breakdown. We're gonna tell you how Rotten Tomatoes works. We're all- bringing Rotten Tomatoes down. Okay. So back in the day, when uh, when a movie would come out, like everybody would have like their. Uh, their critic that they liked, uh, you know, Roger Ebert yeah, or Richard Ebert. Roper or uh, fucking Leonard – was it Leonard Moulton? Whatever. Everybody – yeah, I was going to say Nimoy. Leonard <laughs> Nimoy. I always went to him when it came to movie reviews. Definitely. Uh, two Spocks up. Anyways, um, I hate myself <laughs> no. for saying yeah, – I said it's too. late. It's late. <laughs> Listen. Back in the day, you'd read the review and you'd be like, whoa, Roger Ebert gave this movie three stars. I'm going to see it because I respect his opinion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate, obviously, where they just take everybody's re- – in, in the Rotten Tomatoes score is based on professional reviewers from newspapers and websites and things like that. Uh, and it's just an aggregate. It's it's Some people gave it great reviews. Some people didn't. The more great reviews it gets, the higher the tomato score goes. It's science. Listen, all I'm saying is I disagree with the Rotten Tomato score in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I haven't dug deep on what people are really saying. And frankly, I don't give a fuck because we're yes have some podcasts and we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk oh, about yeah exactly. I started we're talking about how we think some of those reviews and I was just like oh. yeah. Um, okay, so Abby, you liked it. Yeah. Jake, you liked it. Craig. Mm-hmm. 
I liked it. Great. All right. I liked it a lot. Okay. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I can't say that I liked it or disliked it uh, or liked it uh, as much as like I was anticipating. I kind of I tempered my expectations over the last couple months. Uh, Abby and I never watched the last trailer, uh, the third trailer they released. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, well, did you see the one? The What was the – we didn't see the one that had the Mosasaur in it. Because I went back and watched it today, and like that trailer gave out. Like, okay, going into this I'm not movie, sure. I'm not sure. I know I saw. I know I saw a few. I know I saw the first trailer. I know I saw the trailer that they did during the Super Bowl because we yeah. watched that together. And there it was, was a the third best trailer. There was, was a there, third may, one. Maybe I did. Maybe I did see the third one. I don't there, remember. There was a third one where it was like. I remember we talked about it. It was like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have watched that because it just kind of gave more of the plot. Oh, we did. We did. It just had a lot of shit in it. Hey, here's one thing I want to say about fucking trailers. Yeah. Stop putting the end of the movie in the trailer. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the very last line of dialogue in Jurassic World is in the trailer. Yeah. Um, If you go back, I watched that trailer today. There's a lot like that trailer shows blue getting shot. Um, also, oh. we're about to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Oh yeah, um, you you do. You, I mean, it's some. You see some stuff you don't realize what it is until you watch the movie. But yeah, right, de- right. you definitely see it, it's it, that like up angle. Of because blue I blue. didn't know. Like I did not know anything about this movie past the volcano stuff. Like I didn't know. When the first trailer came out, yeah, that's what it yeah. was. I remember I remember when the first trailer came out, people were like, oh, they showed the whole movie, and then the director was like, oh, no, everything in that trailer is first half. <laughs> yeah, and then the next trailer came out, and, and like, we were now like, now we, we just showed you the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we showed you. Um, yeah. well, cool. I would wager the fact that I haven't watched or didn't watch those trailers before seeing the movie, it made me enjoy it more because I had lowered expectations, and also I didn't know what to anticipate. So once they were off that island, I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. So where are they I going? Yeah. In my dreams, they were going to a, a mansion in the middle of nowhere, but they would never do that in a Jurassic Park yeah. movie. Holy shit, they went to a goddamn mansion in the middle of nowhere. Um, cool. It's been three years since the release of Jurassic World. Uh, Fallen Kingdom was announced. Uh, the, the title and the logo, all that. We've known that stuff for like feels like forever like a year and a half or two years like we started getting an idea uh the the main thing that we kept hearing was that this movie was going to be darker it was going to be scarier it was probably going to be a little bit different right so the whole tagline like the park is gone like this is you know they kind of advertised it as like this is a new beginning for the franchise um and i think when jurassic world came out i really liked jurassic world but one of the complaints that you heard about that movie was well, it kind of was too similar to the first movie and it had a lot of the same beats and it kind of relied on nostalgia. And although this movie does have acknowledgement of the past, uh, this is a completely different Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. It is, and I think that's... I feel like people are complaining about that, but I feel like out of five movies, this is the first time that they've they've done something like completely different. Now, I will say like, the first half of the like the first third of the movie, I'm like, we're just watching the Lost World here. This yeah, is, yeah. This is a this is this is a better version of, of the, Lost the Lost World. world right, happening. right. Like all like almost exactly. But they right. they do quickly like kind of move past that and almost down to the villain. Yeah, yeah. It quickly turns into something completely different, which is not a bad thing when you've done 
four movies of just people on an island running from dinosaurs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it always starts off with oohs and ahs, but there was not really a whole lot of ooing and aahing this time. It was pretty fucked up once they got back to the island. Dude, it was fucked up from the very beginning, which I think, because we were just talking in our last episode about the opens of the different Jurassic Park. Jurassic oh, World yeah. Movies. Let's talk about the yeah. opening that scene. That very open. Okay. Well, that's one of my favorite scenes because it sets the tone for like the whole movie, which is a darker film. But to see the, the guy almost be rescued... Um, from was it a T Rex attack and then be swallowed up? Um, like that it was it was funny but also like upsetting and like I, I just I like the way that it felt and it definitely the rest of the movie kind of like followed yeah, suit. The, the one, um, no go for it, Jake. I was just gonna say one one of I, I think this there there are a few things in the movie that are that are more on the you know the scary side of things mm-hmm. and I think the fucking beginning of this movie when that submarine is underwater and you you start getting like glimpses of the mosasaur right like you see its shadow above them right and whenever the, their their light comes on and you just see its mouth opening behind them right but it's like it's almost like it's still super dark but it's just light enough that you can make out that mm-hmm. they're about to get eaten and their light goes out yeah so the, that the, shit is t- like that stuff is scary yeah there was suspense and terror like right from the beginning right and yeah. anytime you like, didn't get that in the lost world or no not, or uh yeah exactly or jurassic world or jurassic they, world rather yeah because yeah. we were talking about that open being they, like, um, yeah. the family's house you've got this little submarine which there's actually a toy of you can buy that thing yeah uh, i was just look, looking at the target website the little <laughs> abby's just shopping Dude, right i now. want the lockwood estate <laughs> i don't even like legos but i'm getting it um it's very like claustrophobic. Like they're underwater. Mm-hmm. You see the gate, and you're like, "Wait a minute, okay." So this is kind of the the what? Like I guess the the main, you know, thoroughfare from the ocean into the you know where the island is, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're recovering the Indominus Rex skeleton, uh, or they're uh, the piece of the bone for the DNA a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very cool. Like it, it was like that direct acknowledgement, like oh shit, that like we saw how the last movie ended. The fucking Mosasaur takes out the uh, uh, Indominus, and like mm-hmm. we see the, the the remains down there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you, so the guy, the worker, like this was the scariest opening scene of Jurassic Park since the first movie because like the whole the. So and it was evocative of the first movie. Sorry to cut in because of the, the rain, the slickers, the lighting. It's yes, it's terrifying. Yeah. The lighting in this movie. I just want to say it like the cinematography was more Spielberg esque than Jurassic World and Jurassic Park Three because there was like a really good balance of like. So you've got this guy on the dock and it's very stressful. It's raining and then like there's that shot of the T-Rex behind him with like the lightning pops up and you're just like, Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was saying, Oh my fucking God. We were in almost empty theater. Fun fact. We saw a midnight showing of the movie. So I was, even though it came out at seven, we were like, we're going to do it like the old days. We're just going to go midnight. That's (laughs) actually a long story. We'll tell you that It's a different story for a different day. Another episode. Um, But then like all the stuff with the Mosasaur and like when it comes out and it grabs the dude on the ladder, like that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, this we is a dinosaur movie. This mm-hmm. is an action-packed dinosaur movie, and there's a lot of, like, people getting killed by dinosaurs. Yes. And I fucking loved it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah. Oh, people that you're motivated to hate being killed by dinosaurs. Yes. And I love that. But I, I was in a, it was in a slightly more, I don't want to say 
it was, I mean, compared to a lot of things, it wasn't graphic, but it's slightly more graphic than you're used to seeing in a Jurassic Park movie. Dismembered it? Usually, yeah. You're usually obscured. Like, I mean, you, you do see, like, the lawyer, you know, Gennaro in, in the first movie. He gets picked up, you mm-hmm. know, and you see him get shaken around. But usually, like, you know, when Muldoon gets attacked, it's, like, obscured by, you know, plants. And, mm-hmm. and it's like that in most of the movies. Um not in this movie. Like no. we see somebody get his arm. Like we see it get ripped off. Right. We, there's there's a few like. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's fucking That's crazy. Why I'm going back to see it again. Um, I uh, so you've got the title card, which was really cool looking. Like yeah. Um, the Fallen Kingdom logo is awesome with the lava. Like they've done a really good job. Like between that and the actual volcano happening in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. scared of lava right now. <laughs> Lava's <laughs> moved. Hey, wait. I think maybe it's possible that the volcano is just viral marketing for Jurassic World. Dude, yes, I think it's is possible. Is for me to say? It's just Chris Nobody, Pratt. Nobody's died, right? Like a limp Chris Pratt just <laughs> going through the, the towns of Hawaii, like trying to slowly escape lava. Oh, the crawl back. Holy has, shit. I forgot about any- that, yeah. Has anybody ever said the words limp Chris Pratt before? No. Anna Ferris. <laughs> Did I just go it ended it amicably. Yeah, let's not. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Which, yes, you probably um, okay. sure, it, sure it did. Sure. <laughs> um, this movie takes place three years after the events of Jurassic World. We quickly are caught up with the fact that, like, the – the Dinosaur Protection Act mm-hmm. uh, and the Save the Dinos organization. We're caught up with the fact that Claire Deering is like a, a very woke, caught up character. Like she's different in this movie. She is, but it and doesn't feel. It. What I loved about it, and I'll throw to you because I know you feel passionate about I just this. Got passionate. Uh, Claire, her transformation feels very much normal and natural, based on what she went through in that first movie through Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally see her. Like I don't. I don't like when people are like, oh, yeah, everybody complained about her running in heels and they changed her character. Like, it's more than that. Like, there's actually character development here. I think she progressed as a character because of her experiences that she went through. And like she they, sees them in a different light and sees herself in a different light now and has a cause and all that shit's cool. Jake, I'll throw you one second, but I want to make the point that I thought was one of the coolest things they did. And I was tired watching this movie and I still picked up on it. Like, the first time we meet Claire in Jurassic World, she's coming up the elevator, and she's got her coffee, and it's very static and clean, and she's practicing her speech for the, you know, the pitch for the the sponsors or whatever, and the elevator door is open, and she walks out, and it's very symmetrical and beautiful. And this time, she fucking, like, the elevator doors are jammed, and she can't even get through, and it's, like, a good representation of, like, how she's in a completely better but different place in her life. Right. Yeah, it's payback and redemption. Yeah, I think you I watched um, I watched Jurassic World, the first one, um, right before I went and saw uh, Fallen Kingdom. And, um, you know, some of the complaints about Claire in the first movie, like I get it because she is kind of she's I mean, she her character kind of sucks in the first movie and and she's annoying. Mm -hmm. But she's like that on purpose. Um, The shoe debate, I think, is ridiculous. And I like it's annoying to hear people be like, she's in heels the whole time because that's they point that out in the first movie. Like there is a like Chris Pratt 
like Owen looks at her and says, like, you are wearing ridiculous shoes. That is a line of dialogue in the first right. film. Yeah. They're addressing that she's wearing high heat. That is the fucking point. The whole point of her character, even in the first movie, even though even though I don't think the character development is quite as good in the first film as mm-hmm. it is in this one, that's why it's a fucking trilogy, you know, and it takes yes. time to develop characters. Yeah. In the first movie, she's very different, and you see her, you know, she mentions the dinosaurs. She calls them assets over and over, and they're mm-hmm. like, these are creatures. And then she, she sees one die, and that's when it starts. Like, in the first movie, she see, she watches a dinosaur die. And from that moment, like, that is the beginning of her, like, oh. journey into who she is in this movie. And if you think that seeing all those uh, brachiosaurs or brontosauruses die in the first movie was the most emotional thing you'll ever see with oh, the fucking... My what God. are those? Are those theropods? <laughs> the, yeah, Did those I need were, therapy that was, that was after gonna, that? Yeah, we're, uh, we're uh, changing the name. Those in the first movie. This was a brachiosaur. Are they, so, well, so. well, I just wanted to make the group theropod pun. Listen, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, Abby... Talk about the scene. Yeah. Well, hold on. I wanted to... Get your rebuttal. Are we still touching on it? You felt felt very butthole loosening process that she had to go through in the first movie, where it's like you know she was uptight, and I think for me, uh, kind of my argument against her in that movie was I wanted strong females in the movie, and there weren't any other representations of yeah. There wasn't any strong females except for the three hundred dinosaurs. Oh, the fucking (laughs) T! I know all the women are strong. Those are the strongest female (laughs) characters in goddamn um, Jurassic World, the first one. Um, But no, what I will say is, yeah, I went back. I like I got I remember being very emotional about this and like torn up. And um, I'm not going to harp on the high heels thing. As someone who hates high heels, I will say that I would have thrown them off and worn any other shoes if I were in her position. And I guess that kind of irked me. But it's like I get it. You have a character and she serves a purpose and she went through a changing, a big growth process. And I'm just grateful for that because I loved her character in Fallen Kingdom so, so much. And it's it's a becoming like an obsession. I'm definitely doing a Claire costume for Dragon Con. And I just, I, I want to go see this movie again because she has scenes where she's so tough and so calculated and top of her shit that it's like, it's just very inspirational and awesome to watch her on screen. So yeah, I'm glad that she's there and I'm not going to take back the things I said about um, Jurassic world, but you know, I will say that I love her now. Cool. Bryce Dallas Howard finally bringing some, uh, (laughs) making that Howard name good again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to say though, like she's not, I feel like she's not the only, uh, character who's written a little better like i also feel like owen in the first movie is kind of like he's a little stiff in the first movie and he's got like he's got a few he's got a few quips but they're always like they always seem kind of wooden and his his character seems like like that's not a real person like no one's like that um and i i go through this thing with chris pratt where um i i always start to get tired of him I like I I just get to a point where I'm like, do we need more Chris Pratt and stuff? Like, he, is he that funny? He's starting to become annoying to me. And I feel like that. And it reaches like, you know, it a, peaks. a point. Yeah. It, yeah. It starts to peak. 
And then I go see a movie, and I'm like, he was great in that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think he's better in this, and I think his character is written better in this than it is in Jurassic World. I was like, he's much better in this. Like, both of them, together. And and that's the thing. We've talked about this in other, uh, you know, movies. We've talked about this with the Marvel films, uh, about just how sometimes when you have a, a trilogy of movies or even just sequels or whatever, when your characters don't go through any kind of change that you see, you just like see the same. Mm-hmm. It, it's Static. a little boring. It's yeah. a little boring and it doesn't feel as real than watching like these, like when you see the, when these two characters like meet up at the bar and they're, and they're talking, like it all seemed very good. Like, we were just talking about um, Jurassic Park three about Grant and Ellie. You know how weird that how weird conversation still is. Stilted, this is yeah. kind of the same thing. You know, it's like a weird. They're not really. They're not together anymore, and it's like, but it just seems so. It's, it seems it's much better. more natural. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really agree with all that. Um, I think that um, what I really liked about not only just the growth of the characters, I think like. Obviously, this is like fantasy, right? We've got people are growing up with dinosaurs, but like I actually, not I'm not saying this from like I don't want to get too overly political, but I do think if in our world right now there was a bunch of dinosaurs on an island and a volcano was threatening them, I think the world would be divided. I think half the people would be like, "We have to save them. We created them. We're going to be compassionate. These are animals that deserve a chance." And I think the other half of the world would be fucking assholes about it and be like who fucking cares um and that's kind of what this movie is about this movie touches on so much of what jurassic park you know even the original book and the first movie that kind of philosophical discussion of do we have the right to do this to play god and if we do it and it doesn't go the way we want it to if we lose Mm -hmm. control you never had control uh by the way, little deviation. When they first go to Lockwood's mansion and you see the portrait of Dr. Hammond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Hammond. Killed me. It hurt. Like, it, it was great. It was great. Dude, yeah. Um, wait, he was a doctor, right? Did I call him Dr. Hammond? I think he did. I think it was just. He's a doctor in my heart. Yeah. He got an honorary doctorate. Gotcha. Postmortem. <laughs> From you. Um, okay. I'm tired. Anyways. It's all good. What I'm saying is the world's in a crisis. The Senate is having a hearing. And, of course, our man, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yep. I, we've touched Close him. personal friend of the podcast. He's he's been, this, we've been close with him. We all kind of knew. He, he's been basically coming out and saying he's only in one scene in this movie. Yeah. It's divided thankfully. into the beginning of end. Uh, thankfully. Well, no, 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 no. I wish there was more. I mean, oh, okay. thankfully, as in we got to see him twice. Like, no, I yeah. wish there was more. Like, um, I, I definitely wanted to see more. I, and, and Dr. Ian Malcolm's uh, perspective is that we should not interfere. This is the natural course of, like, even though Correction. they're not here naturally, like, this is chaos. This is life finds a way. Um, but I thought that scene was really cool. It was cool. It's always cool to see him in that character. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had the cadence, and he felt very much like um, the original character. But basically, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing like a nothing like Lost World. Ian Malcolm. No doubt. Yes. Like Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Bored yawning. I, was, dad. I, I think I think it was a very uh, smart decision, 
and I, I wasn't really um, uh, expecting them to split that up and have him, you know, kind of book in the movie. Right. I think that's a great idea. And it, it, the ending, we don't have to, I don't want to like get ahead of us, but the right. ending felt just the way it, that they came back to that. It felt very good. I, mm-hmm. I read some stuff online and I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure if this is um, true or if this is completely accurate, but I was reading that um, some of his dialogue in that scene um, is taken from the book. Um, which it's been a while since I've read the book and I didn't like follow up to make sure that was accurate, but if yeah. so, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool thing. I read, I read that too. I read that there was some dialogue in the movie from the book. I didn't know if it was that scene, but that makes sense. Um, yeah. So anyways, Claire is working with the dinosaur, uh, save the dinos group. And mm-hmm. she, that's where we meet our two, uh, our two new characters. Well-developed side. Uh, Abby, I know you have some thoughts on them. Uh, Franklin Webb and Zia Rodriguez. Yeah. Who is a doctor. Yeah. I, I thought they were both great. Like, it's always hard in a franchise because you always have to introduce new characters. But, like, we'll touch on them as we go because um, I don't want to harp on it too long. But I, I thought they both served their purpose mm-hmm. and were good in the movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't have an issue with either one of them. Yeah. I thought I was going to from the trailers – the the one guy seemed annoying to me right. in the trailer and i was just like do like do we have to introduce new like if the story you don't have to introduce a ton of new like i think the movie could have been made without them i know they have reasons for being there right um but i thought they were going to bother me more than they did they yeah. they both kind of uh show up are in it for a bit and then they kind of both take a back seat right. was, I, yeah. I forgot what was the what's the kid the 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 guy's name? Franklin. Does name I, Franklin? I forgot about Franklin. Completely forgot right. about him. And then like this was probably one of the funniest things in the movie to me when like Doctor Wu was like, "Hey, get this blood," and the guy turns around and it's, it's him. him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, in. He's yeah. like, I'm like, oh right, he's Shit. working now. Because yeah, and that's why I, I made forgot. this. I made this comment online that that this felt like a Jurassic Park movie in the style of a Marvel movie because there's certain like you know when you're watching a Marvel movie you you got to suspend disbelief like you have to understand that they're moving the plot along and there's things that it were in this movie that you just don't get in other Jurassic Park movies a like the thing Jake just brought up like the little yeah. like whoa how do you end up in the you know the surgical mm-hmm. mask order um. Yeah. The thing that stood out to me that I completely buy into it and I loved it, but if you step outside and objectively think about it, it's ridiculous, is when they're in the mansion after the auction goes crazy and Chris Pratt is just fighting all of these security guards. That, that scene does seem – because he's like – I was like, he's going to take them all, all on. Like, it's just one man. Power. Yeah. It, yes. It felt very much like, oh, Chris, oh this – it felt like – that's what I say. Like it felt like a Marvel. Well, you know he's yeah. like eternal now. So. Yeah, it it's just like <laughs> slow motion him fighting yeah. Yeah. guard. Yeah, guard, who all have guns. Right. Yes. While there's a dinosaur in the background. <laughs> right. I was like, um, but it's fine. But but it worked. Like by that it point worked. in the movie, I'm so bought in. Anyways, um, this is this is the big stuff, right? So, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Claire is re- uh, recruited by uh, Lockwood, James Cromwell. Uh, Benjamin yes. Lockwood is the character's name. James Cromwell, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's he in the is. Green Mile. He's in he's in a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we find out 
that he was John Hammond's partner and they had a falling out at some point. But you go to the lock. We're introduced to the Lockwood estate, which plays uh, is basically where the entire second half of the movie takes place. And man, I don't know. Like I know this movie was filmed in Hawaii. So I'm just assuming that that mansion or whatever is in Hawaii. But that is the stuff that my cinematic dreams are made of. You want to talk about like an old mansion that's like a museum with like a mm-hmm. secret laboratory and a mm. dumbwaiter. Oh and like, and, my and, god, I loved dumbwaiters. Well, a lot a lot of people are saying that Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is a gothic horror film, and it half of it is like that's I like mean, the, the director. The director he did the orphanage. The, the yeah. orphanage, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's kind of like it's kind of takes place in the same kind of setting. And yeah. It's, very I mean, creepy. when you see it's a very good movie, that shot of the Indoraptor on it. top of the mansion, it, I'm like, yeah. it looked like it was on a Harry Potter or, or Game of Thrones. Scene, yeah, that scene in general is like just, it's like a monster movie. That yeah. scene of it coming through the window like super slowly. Yeah, and, like, it's almost like Nosferatu. He's like this, yes. you know, coming at the girl, and I'm like, what the fuck is right. happening? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway, scary. Lockwood yes. recruits Claire uh, to kind of head up this team to get to the island, uh, and that's where we're, we're introduced to Lockwood's right hand man, who I didn't suspect was nefarious at all. Oh uh, no, <laughs> Eli Mills. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this guy. I was bummed when I read today that I'm the same age as that guy, even though he, I, it just he doesn't feel like a a person that would have an age. He's just like this evil, like slimy, like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think of that character, Abby? Oh, I mean, I thought he was absolutely slimy as fuck from the very moment that we are introduced to him. Um, my first thought was, I was like, Oh God, I hope there's not another love interest for Claire because that's stupid, but he's not. He's like just very thinly disguised as acting like a decent human being. Um, but you can kind of see through it. And okay. So is it kind of, Maybe predictable to be like to have that like face turn or whatever move. Maybe is it kind of hard to believe that Claire and Owen would go and get themselves in that predicament again, go back to the island? Maybe, but it's like I want to see them do it anyway. Right. So I'm enjoying it. Well, you're not saying it's like the most surprising stuff. The whole I first movie it. is uh, or Jurassic World. When I say first movie, I'm referencing Jurassic World. Like the mm-hmm. the. the the storyline of weaponizing the dinosaurs and, and using them in like a militarized fashion. Like we knew that that was happening. So I just assumed like, okay, this guy's probably involved with Wu somehow yeah. and they're doing this behind Lockwood's back. Like we, and, and that is predictable and that is how it turned out, but like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like I'm not worried about it. Um, but I, I thought like that whole introduction when you're in the Lockwood mansion and you're, you see the big triceratops, uh, mm-hmm. you know, skull and, and, and all the pictures on the wall and yeah. you meet Lockwood. I, I thought it was cool because I missed Jan, uh, John Hammond, Dr. Yeah. John Hammond, as I call him. Uh, I missed John Hammond. And it, it was kind of cool to say like, Oh, this guy's kind of a, du- a direct, so directly related. So it actually reminded me of He's Westworld. Did yeah, it remind you of Westworld? A yeah. little bit like the falling out between the two creators. Like I got a little bit yeah. of that vibe. You do get that. It's a little, it was, it, it, I feel, I feel two ways about it because on one hand it is like a way to keep the story going and it's a way to, to bring a, it, it is a way to try to get you to have those like John Hammond feels they, he's got a cane, you know, with the Amber in mm-hmm. it. And he, you know, he, he's the same kind of character. And when you, when you first get him in the beginning and he's, he's in, he's, first talking to Claire and he's, and he's in his wheelchair. 
his his little monologue is very reminiscent of like some of the the John Hammond stuff and it and it and it and it really that was a part in the movie where I was like this feels like Jurassic Park like yeah. you know Jurassic World is a very different movie from Jurassic Park but there are some things like his little speech that really felt like I was like this feels like it could be in a Jurassic in, in Jurassic Park the original right. but mm-hmm. but then again it is also like okay five movies in and we were just now hearing a John Hammond's like secret best friend who's <laughs> basically John Hammond right you know what I mean so like, I mean he might actually be John Hammond at this point, <laughs> like, who knows like on on one hand it is just a plot device but on the second hand when you're five movies in you, you got to come up with like plot devices you yeah know? I I mean, I don't have a problem with it because, like, they don't really – like, if you think about it, the second and the third movie didn't do anything to further the mythology of Jurassic Park, really. They did right. a little bit at the beginning of Lost World, but it, both of those movies just kind of became excuses for dinosaurs yeah. to chase humans. Yeah, to just run yeah. So I yeah. kind of like the – I feel like it injected more heart into the film too because to have a character like that that you're, you feel sympathy or empathy for, you see that they're conflicted, that there was maybe the beginnings of something good that went wrong and like you kind of mm-hmm. – the duality and all that kind of stuff that you can go into is like the original. Right. And I like that. And they, they imply that they had a falling out. They don't reveal what it is. Obviously, we find it out later. And then we find <laughs> out uh, – we meet May- Maisie. Is that her name? I believe the, it's the, ch- the child actor. Uh, Maisie. Yeah. I'm going to call her Matilda. It's because it's more fun for me. Uh, and uh, we cu- were at some point kind of led on to the mystery of who her mother is. Yeah, Maisie Love. Um, I, I thought she was great. Like I saw some people today saying that – well, I saw one person today saying that they didn't think that that person was – a uh, that kid was a very good actress. I read a couple of reviews saying that – like applauding her. Yeah, I thought she was awesome. Yeah, I thought, I thought she, she was, was great. I, I thought she was uh, better than the average child actor. Yeah, actually, I mean, here's you know, the thing. I don't know. Jurassic Park movies always have like children from broken homes. Like it's yeah. just part of it. Like yeah. and we need to see the dinosaurs through through their uh the you know, hey, from you broken know, test with, tubes. With a movie like Jurassic Park, they gotta try to kind of keep a little bit of reality to it. Yeah, so. yeah. And we can all relate to having a tough family. Uh the scene later in the movie where she's backing up and the Indoraptor's like in the cage and like, ooh. That was good shit, man. Mm-hmm. I like hey, that. Hey, mm-hmm. how about really quick the part where she's in the dumbwaiter trying to pull the top down? Before That's what I was thinking of. There, and it's literally the scene. It's literally yeah. the kitchen scene from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, yep. we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. It's revealed later on that uh, she's actually – It's well, it's revealed that Lockwood's daughter died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um and that she is a clone of Lockwood's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she doesn't really have a mother. She is just, she's, I don't know. Is, yeah. Lockwood is this technic- all building up to the the dinosaur-human DNA mixture? <laughs> They're going dinosaur. there. Dinosaur? Uh, we'll see. We, already, we don't even realize we spoiled the next Jurassic Park movie <laughs> last week. Probably. No, I think that's a weird, like, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, when they first started talking about, you know, who's do I look like my mother and all that kind of stuff? I was like, why is why are they doing this weird thing with the mom? I was a little confused. And they keep showing like they keep not showing that picture. Right. Yeah. And and then she's like, hey, did, there's one scene where she's like, hey, did my mom ever visit the park? And he was like, yeah, a long time ago. And yeah. I'm like, Me too. I'm like, do we know? I was like, do we know who this person is? is right. That why they're you, not? I was like, I, I was like, who can it be? Right. So the whole time I was like, is Lex? 
the mom or something? Yeah. Like, is it yeah. Lex? Is it Ellie? Is I was it... trying to think how Ellie could be. It's very yeah. much like a. You know who I thought it was? Sarah! Sarah <laughs> Sorry. You find out that's Ian Malcolm's daughter. <laughs> oh my hey, God. Uh, he's always looking for a future ex Mrs. Malcolm. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm so glad. You know what? Lost World, we love you, but you're no Fallen Kingdom. Put it you're no way. fun. It's just not as fun as Fallen Kingdom. Um, so listen, they get to the island, uh, and they meet up with, like, the... the it, there's always, like, nondescript military people involved in Jurassic Park movies. Uh, but I guess the guy... I, I was expecting the guy from Jurassic World to be in this movie. Uh, Vincent DeForn, whatever he, his name is. He died. He died in Jurassic World. Oh, Yeah. So well, that's, there you because go. Because I knew they had hey, he was eaten. hey, thank I, you, Jake. But I knew they had clones now. <laughs> okay, so he knew that. Uh, but no, so we get we get the new guy, Ted Levine. Ted uh, Levine, yeah, yeah. Who uh, we all Sounds know, the lambs. yeah, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. What if there was a point where he looked at Blue and he's like, "Would you fuck me?" <laughs> hey, he's great in this movie. He's yeah. awesome. He's scary. He's very, as fuck. He's very fun. You yeah, know, he's like weird. But here, let me say something. So one of the things that I always wonder about going into uh, the Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World, the same thing. Like one of my big questions when I went and saw Jurassic World was like, okay, what is going to happen for this, for the, for the Indominus to get out? You know, I was like, how that's, I'm like, there's, it's some, it gets out somehow. It can't be just the power going out. And it's kind of a weird like it tricks them, you know. The first movie, it's kind of weird the way yeah. it gets out. So this movie, as soon as you see the Indoraptor, I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? How's this mm-hmm. fucking Indoraptor get out? Oh, some idiot just opens the door. Yeah, <laughs> like with the button, he just opens the fucking door, dude. I love how smart the Indoraptor was. The Indoraptor gets shot oh, with the the, tra- the tra- uh, tranquilizer and just plays dead. And it's like, yeah. dude, the little thing with the tail. Like, dude, that was great. I, I yeah. was so into that scene. It was so good. So they get to the island. They meet up with these mercenary dudes who obviously turn. It, it's very similar to, to Lost World in the sense that uh, they're re- they're there to rescue the dinosaurs, but not for the same reasons. Like Claire and yeah. Owen think that they're taking to yeah. the to the Utopia Sanctuary. Exactly. Uh, but they really just needed him to. They just really wanted them to track Blue down. They... Basically, the plot of this, if someone, okay, if you're out there and someone goes, well, what's Fallen Kingdom about? Just say this. Say, uh, bad guys want to put dinosaurs on eBay. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's essentially what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. It's about. They want to weaponize and sell. They want to sell yeah. to weaponize. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I was expecting Tony Stark to be at that auction. <laughs> it's like a prequel to when yeah. he was still like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't want, not, not my Tony. Not my Tony. Um, okay, so. There's a lot of stuff that happened. I, I know we're, we said we were only going to do a quick reaction, and we're probably like 40 minutes in already. So <laughs> here's the situation. They're on the island. They got to split up because Owen's got to track down Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of his motivation for going. Like she kind of guilts him. Uh, Claire kind of guilts Owen in mm-hmm. to uh, – since she says like, hey, you raised Blue. She's still there. Yeah. And – I don't want to speak for you guys, but if one of my cats was on an island, I'd be there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. First of all, just to I don't know, there's a lot of lava. Hey, it depends on hey, it depends on which cat. Yeah, it depends oh! on which cat. 
Even the outdoor cats I'd go back for. No, but real quick, these dinosaurs, they reminded me of my, I felt that connection. Like I feel for my cats, like watching them. They did a really good job of making you have like like an emotional connection to the animals in this movie. I, I read that they, you know, first of all, there's more dinosaurs like in this movie than any of the previous films. Like there's more species of dinosaurs right. and there's just also like, yeah. there's just more, there's way more dinosaur shit happening. But I read that they played around with like, they did a lot more research with, you know, big zoo animals, elephants and stuff like that. And they, they tried to take note of like different angles they could show these animals in that made you feel you know, like it was a little more real or like these people, you know, just like that would that would make you feel a better connection with the yeah. empathize than yeah. just being like, oh, there's a dinosaur. So right. uh, well, and, it, and that kind of stuff worked, I think. Like when you see the little ones with the parent, like that kind of stuff, that's what was getting me. I was like, oh, yeah. that stuff was great. I mean, they, they there's some emotional triggers in this movie. Um, we're about to get there. So they split up. Uh, they end up in like this. uh You've seen it in all the trailers, like that dark room communication center and all the lava's coming down. That's when Claire and Franklin are together and uh, yeah. they got to escape. What's the dinosaur in that scene? It's a baryonyx. Okay, the baryonyx. And uh, that's a really cool scene. Like the way it's shot and again, really good lighting. You see the lava yeah, dripping. When it drips. Yeah. yeah awesome. And like that's a really yeah. good classic like – it's, oh, by the numbers, Jurassic Park escaping from a dinosaur scene. You got the ladder coming down, they're climbing up. Um, and find space. That was all good, but the stuff happening at simultaneously with Owen and Blue was like, that was incredible. I thought that was some of the best stuff in the movie. Yeah, it was cool stuff. I mean, especially because you're, you're seeing you're seeing the original um, explorer that fell out of the tree. From the from the T Rex, like that's the explorer from the T Rex attack, and yep. you get the little like object and mirror closer than they appear. And yeah, yes, I got. Cool, oh. that, you get that cool little fake out with the compies, uh, yeah. and yeah, like blue shows up, and and another thing I read that they did, um, so they used a little more animatronics in this movie than they in the last film. They only had one animatronic. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that in this there were there were five or six, but one thing. Whether they were using animatronics or not, and I noticed this before I read that they did this. They wanted to like show a little more attention to like skin texture and like the look of the dinosaur skin, just like looking a little more real. And yeah. I feel like these scenes are the first time I kind of noticed that whenever Blue gets close, you know, to letting uh, Owen you know, touch her snout and stuff. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I took a little notice of like, Oh, this, the, it just looks more textured. It looks more. Like the tactile. More real. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. looks more. Yeah. I thought the VFX were really good in this movie. I saw a, another, I saw somebody complaining about the CGI and stuff today. I was just like, I don't like it's, it's obviously you have to have computer. If you, if you want to see movies where, there's hundreds of dinosaurs like running away from an active volcano. Like, prepare to it's see not- co- computer generated effects. Yeah, right? but at least this yeah. movie I, had. Yeah. I just want like there, there's only certain like animatronics are amazing. They always look better. They always look better. But um, you can't make an animatronic like run that fast. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. 
you can't it just doesn't work like in in jurassic park when they're using like the full-size animatronic tyrannosaur um you know it's not it's standing still basically it's not doing a whole lot of like they had separate legs so they can do this right and in all the like big wide shots where it's moving it's cgi like like cgi is going to be necessary and it doesn't always look as good as it like there are a few times in this movie where i was like "Mm," but um the more there's there's the more there's happening it's like it's gonna be it can't all look it's not all gonna look perfect it's just not all i was gonna say is at least the movie had a color palette and i felt like it was beautiful and like very much like there was a vision behind it like there were some really beautiful shots like specifically when uh claire and franklin go underwater in the gyrosphere and like the 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 fire that shit made me almost have a panic attack i was having it that whole, that, like, you, it's a good thing. Inside, they they did a really good job. Oh, they're they're fucking gin and sun with the fuck with all the water coming yeah, up. No, like, oh. whole, so once Claire and uh, Franklin get out of the, you know, they close the the hatch or whatever, um, and that's when the lava's kind of starting to take over, and you see that scene of Chris Pratt running, and he's like, "Run, run!" Like it's kind of silly, but if I was in that situation, like that's exact, that's what I would be doing. I'd be running yeah. away from dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, and you just see, like, it sucks because a lot of them die, but you see all of these different, like, breeds, mm-hmm. like, running for their mm-hmm. life. And it's really heartbreaking. And then simultaneously, other ones, like, that's where you see Blue get captured. You see the T-Rex get captured. And you see, like, it's really sad when you see, like, these giant, like, animals being put and, like, restrained and, like, yeah. taken out. Like, it sucks to watch. But, uh, but yeah, speaking of that scene... That is fucking crazy. Like when they hide behind the gyrosphere and the T-Rex comes out and like Claire and Franklin yeah. get it like all, and they jump in the water. Like all of that was really well There's done. Like so really, good action, really good action. Really good action. So cool. So that kind of takes us to the saddest moment in film yeah, history. Yeah, let's, let's get it over with. Yeah. yeah. Abby? Well, I don't know if I'm the one to bring it up, but I mean, we all we all cried. I imagine at the very same moment watching <laughs> what was it a brachiosaur? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, it is a brachiosaur. So the very first dinosaur you ever see on Isla Nubar uh, is also the very last dinosaur you ever see. Like the beginning. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? The beginning of the dinosaur life is a brachiosaurus, and they and the ending of life is a brachiosaurus. They and like not only is it brachiosaurus, like you're you're pretty sure it's the same one that they see when they come in, and they're (sighs) you know they they have that they have that moment that echoes the first film where they're just like look at this fucking big beautiful dinosaur and uh, yeah um yeah you just slowly very slowly. Um, like are just forced to watch this creature just like become engulfed in flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was also and, the and moment you know, Abby decided to turn to me and tell me that she wanted to get a John Deere hat. Oh, I think that actually that <laughs> that's because she had that's because if she didn't like change the subject, <laughs> subject was I gonna, was gonna fucking lose my shit. Um, yeah, one hundred. Yeah, it, it was well. I done. was also falling in love with Claire, but yeah, that moment was. I it mean, was, it's, it was it's pretty heartbreaking, man, and. uh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all. You shushed me when I tried to tell you. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough, yeah, yeah, it's, was a rough it's, scene it's a for rough sure. Scene. That was a rough scene, but it was like 
it, it sucks, but you know what else? Like, this is how fucked up this is. Like, I saw that scene and it made me very sad. But when that scene was over, I was like, okay, surely that was the saddest thing in this movie. And as as sad as that was, that has to mean that they're not going to kill off the Tyrannosaur. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Because I was like, I was like, that is the sad scene in this movie. They're yeah. not going to do that twice. And if the right. T Rex dies, it's going to be kind of an event. I feel right. like, yeah, because you know, well, the T Rex so is that, that kind of made me think like the T Rex. It has definitely kind of had like an Arnold Schwarzenegger level of in the first movie, the T-Rex is bad. And by the end of that movie, it's saving them. Mm-hmm. And from then on, like, she's it great. Is, and, yeah. It, yeah. It, that T-Rex, like, at the end of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, when you see the T-Rex break into the zoo and it's looking at that lion, I'm pretty sure she was there just to help that lion out somehow. Oh. Yeah. She's going to help. becoming friends. She liberated that entire zoo. Oh. <laughs> she woke. Wait a minute. <laughs> She's Claire. She's the Claire of dinosaurs. Whoa. Hey, it it is kind of like, you know, it's cool to root for the T-Rex. And it is like, you know, that's a lot of people's favorite. That's my favorite dinosaur. The Tyrannosaurus Rex has always been my favorite dinosaur. And Jurassic Park just made it my favorite, like even harder than it already was. And it's great to see them keep using the T-Rex. And it's fun to be like, hey, there there she is. You know, like that is the T-Rex. But also... The the T Rex breakout scene in the first it is like the scariest thing like that scene is the most like that whole T Rex scene in the first film it's like a that is like a masterpiece of movie making it is and it's you're like, never gonna it's hit beautiful that. it's beautiful it's fucking frightening yeah. yeah and like as frightening as that is just like you said the T-Rex kind of isn't scary anymore. Now it's like, yes, the T-Rex is here. And be, you she's know, the here. Time you're like, tell oh, everyone you she's know. here. She's here. Yeah. Now it's like, Hey, let's go let the T-Rex help. Um, so yeah. speaking. Okay. Are one thing speaking about the before we move to the T-Rex scene, the blood transfusion, favorite. which yeah, is one of the best scenes of all Jurassic Park movies. I love that. Um, can we talk about when Chris Pratt, before he has to do his like limp, Lava dance. It, there's like that stegosaurus that's just like licking him. Yeah, was it a stegosaurus? Gross, right? it yeah. Was not yeah. A, I don't think it was a stegosaurus, but it was some big. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something, something like big with a big old tongue. Um, I liked that. Gross. I thought that was it's cool. It's funny and it's scary back part, and forth. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't my favorite part, but I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the blood transfusion. But oh, yeah, so this scene where they're they're back in the boat, they like sneak on the boat, <laughs> and there's always there's a lot of sneaking around going on in Jurassic Park. Uh. I'm trying to think. Oh, that's what it was. Blue got shot by those assholes and they needed to save Blue. Yeah, uh, you say, like, it, it's weird, though. You're like, oh, Blue got shot by that asshole. But also, like, do you think you would not shoot the dinosaur whose claw was digging into your stomach? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, not if it was Chris Pratt's dinosaur. Also, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Um. I don't know. Uh, th- th- so basically they have to do a blood transfusion and they need to get yeah. the blood. This is like one of those ideas. Like they were probably like just throwing everything against the wall. And this some is, guy, this is one of those completely unbelievable, like kind of dumb ideas, but they you, somehow pull it you, off. You know, they're in a room where they're like, okay, this idea is dumb, but at this point, you yeah. know, there's no way that yeah. they would have been able to puncture 
that T-Rex's skin to get the blood. No. But let's just go with it. The T-Rex is... get this needle to his hide. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so Claire and Owen get in the cage with the T-Rex. It's completely zonked out, and it kind of turns into a little, little comedy routine. Animatronic, by the way. Uh, it Was it? Yeah, yeah it had to that, be. Yeah, That's why it's only like neck up, is yeah. that, that uh, whole part was an animatronic. Yeah. Um, Abby, you, oh. you've... You loved the scene. Yeah, that mean I was already liking Claire a lot more, but like seeing her straddling the neck and like working with Owen to to get the blood out and being caught inside of there. Then then when the the gate gets shut and it's like there was just a lot of like like tension and 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 it it was was, tension, but it was also like a very fun. It was was fun. Like there were a few jokes. It was romantic somehow. Yeah, exactly. it It was one. It was one of those like nail biting, but also like. Kind of laughing through it. Oh, yeah. when Chris Pratt said how bad she smelled. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly. <laughs> that kind of made they, me mad. I was like, oh man, she stinks. <laughs> this scene, um, you know, like they've been, there's been like pictures of this scene. Uh, there's been like uh, I, a lot I of it was in the trailer. Any, I don't know if it was, okay. yeah, was some of it in the trailer, but um, I know like I keep, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of stills come out of like Chris Pratt like looking the T Rex in the eye and stuff like that and yeah you're right it was in the trailer because he's like this is going to be awesome that kind of thing it always looked like it was going to be one of those scenes where I'm like oh what are they doing like this what is this stupid thing going to be but then it is one of the like and then you, fun. hey and then you realize it's even dumber than you thought but it still works it's dumber but it's amazing right yeah um so, but like Claire carrying that big blood bag, I was that's really the moment where I was like, I'm doing yeah, and that's where the other character kind of does her thing. She's like a paleontologist or a veterinarian, and mm-hmm. she she saves she saves Blue, and and God damn it, I'm glad because I've I've really come to like Blue yeah. a lot, like a lot. I want one, yeah. And if our friends at Chronicle Collectibles are listening, we want one. They're putting out a one to one scale Blue baby Blue statue, and. I don't know. Just like, let me check it out. Just send yeah. one our way. I just want to see. Look it. We just need to look at it. We'll send it back. Yeah. Yes, let me see. Change email. Change hey, phone. Speak. We're gonna get off track for a second. But speaking of Chronicle Collectibles, I think I might buy that uh, that Raptor hashling from the first Jurassic Park. Hey, oh, it's yeah. cute. Just don't let Doctor yeah. Wu anywhere near it. <laughs> you bred Velociraptors. Okay, we are gonna get off track. Tack, track. I'm very tired. It's like 12.30 right now. We're going. We're going. going. We're going. Uh, They get back to uh, the mainland. They go to Lockwood's mansion. Shit really starts hitting the fan. That's kind of where the the bigger reveal of um, what the the bad guy's plans are, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they're going to auction off all these dinosaurs. To basically, it's like a very it's like taken. It's like James Bond. It's yeah. like an international, a group of international arms dealers. It's funny if you think about it, because like these guys are bidding. They have an auction, and we meet uh, uh, this uh, gunner, like the little dude, the auctioneer, the, the dude. Yeah, the dude from the. He's in the mist. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I think he's yeah. in like Captain America, those movies too. Yeah, he's in Captain America. Oh, he America. is in Captain America. You know, th- wh- the thing that's weird to me about him and um, the like the main villain guy in this movie yeah, is that both of them have very. Uh, Blonde hair. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sure. They have very apparent, like, um, very obvious fake accents that they're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I've seen the guy who's the main villain. I've seen him in a few other things. He's British, he, right? He's a, he has like a very British accent, and his American accent is so fake sounding. Yeah. And when the two of and you've seen the little dude, I, well, I can't remember his name, but he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and he doesn't sound anything like that. So when the two of them are having conversations together, it almost seems like I'm watching a Saturday Night Live skit because right. both of their accents are super weird and fake. Yeah. This guy was the voice of Dobby in the Harry Potter movies. So yep, he's yeah, super yeah. British. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Now, now, now Craig's interested. Now I'm perking up. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the situation. They're auctioning off all the dinosaurs and they have now captured uh, Claire and Owen and they are being kept in uh, like there's a basically a basement where they're keeping all of these dinosaurs behind bars mm-hmm. and Claire and Owen are also behind bars. And then the one thing that's kind of funny, it's kind of nitpicky. They never really seem to be that concerned that they're being held captive by evil people. They're just like, Oh, well this sucks. We need to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> but I guess when you're with Chris Pratt, you just know you're going to get out of that. You situation. just know he's going to get you out. Well, they just got off like a island that was being destroyed by a volcano and yeah, all that shit. So gotta, I'm sure they're kind of like. think it's probably weird. They're probably. In shock. You know what? They're in shock the whole last half of this movie. Probably. Yeah. I bet. Um, That's why so, Chris Pratt like gets the superpowers when he's just fighting guys. Let's yeah. talk about what is so actually my right. favorite aspect of this movie is so the cell that they're being uh, held in um, is next to uh, the uh, what's that dinosaur yeah, called? No, I want to hear you say it. Stig- Stigma lock. Stig- Stiggy Moloch. Stiggy Moloch. Yeah, I went to high school with a guy named Stiggy Moloch. I'm holding one right now. It's the most Stiggy common the one. Stiggy Moloch. Um, Stiggy. I'm yeah. pretty sure, like that's what like uh, Stiggy if you, if you look at if you look at the toys or something, it's like Stiggy in quotes. Like, and that, what's controversial they... about that dinosaur is that some paleontologists believe that he is actually just an adolescent version of another famous dinosaur called I don't Cephalosaurus. Yeah. Oh, I, you were built. I didn't. Who's know. in the Lost the... World? Right. Okay. Um, Will so... you say that again, Jake? Pachycephalosaurus. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's going to be you know, like in, you know, like in Jurassic yeah. or Lost or Jurassic World when they're like the Packies got out or something like that. Another Packy got out. And that's going to be our poll for the week. Do you think that the Stigmasagosaurus is actually a Packy <laughs> or, or listen, uh, they're in the cell next to him. Stiggy. He's got the kind of the bone helmet head and he's rustling around. Yeah. And, he fucking just start like they trick him into hammering through the wall and then the gate. But what happens after that is the best stuff because he's just out and about and he kind of is almost kind of like uh, punch drunk or yeah. something. <laughs> he gets a little disoriented at one point. And I he, love it. He's yeah. just like it's, he's just like wanders off. And it was he's like, like a little he's like a little hero. You yeah, know? Yes. yeah. Kind of saves the day in a way. Yes. I want somebody to make a uh, the dark horse of the film. Uh, I want somebody to make a montage of all his scenes in the movie with uh, Mariah Carey's hero. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I want. Comes along. Um, okay, it's late. So, anyways, they, they get out, and then uh, they have been kind of teasing. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep going here. They've been teasing. Oh, the just in- gonna do it. They've been teasing the Indoraptor, and then the like, Indoraptor's like basically the barge of the auction, right? So, <laughs> yeah, except for they're not. It's not prototype. supposed to be for sale, and this is like it's weird to me. So, th- th- this is something that I don't quite get. 
uh, I, I'm, I'm a little mixed up on the timeline here because the Indoraptor is supposed to be uh, Velociraptor and Indominus. Right. Um, how, so like the beginning of the movie is them going to get the, the Indominus like DNA so they can do that. Right. But, but the timeline, it doesn't say that has to be sometime before before yeah the volcano and stuff happens because that dinosaur has to have time to be created and right. and grown yeah, yeah i guess the timeline but ours. also they don't but also they don't get blue until way later so like that stuff is a little i'm a little mixed up with that and they also very quickly are just like hey once we get once we get blue you know we can make the indominus to where it's obedient right but for now, we have one that's not obedient. Oh yeah, <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Right? Why? Why? Why did you like, make the one that's not? It's yeah. like when you you have a kid that you can't control. You're like, well, we can have another kid. Maybe that that kid will be better. Maybe it'll be better. We've learned a little bit. You but just get another cat. It's just like that. Um, one thing I was going to talk about is, uh, let's say Jurassic World didn't happen and the park was fully functional and kept going, and that volcano. Like, why the fuck? Were they building a theme park with a known active volcano? Like I don't know. I mean, is who it, would have insured it? Well, I mean, but here's the thing, though: how active do we know that vo- Yellowstone's an, a, a, a super volcano? You know, but it okay. hasn't gone off in like ten thousand years. So okay, like, but Jake, have they built any theme parks at Yellowstone? I rest my case. <laughs> Just a national park. <laughs> are there any dinosaurs there? No. Okay. Are there hundreds of people there? <laughs> I haven't seen it, so therefore um, it hasn't happened. Yeah, you know. Anyways, okay, cool. So uh, the auction's going off, and all these people are acting evil, and they're like, we don't want nuclear weapons anymore. We're evil Russian terrorists. We want fucking ankylosaurus like well the thing is is like i feel like that i feel like that's completely what would happen like you know they they make a point to be like it's not all for like some of these people might want them for weapons some of these people might want to hunt them some of these people might just want weird exotic yep. pets yep. They, mm-hmm. they they make a point to be like people would want dinosaurs for all kinds right. of reasons and none of them none of them would be good reasons some of them are probably like I mean, some of these people probably want these dinosaurs so they can just do the exact same thing and make right. more money and keep hey, yeah. Them. Hey, it's a weird world, so let's not forget. Some people want them because they want to fuck a dinosaur. That's what I was th- – I was like, what, who's going to say gonna, it first? Somebody's going to fuck a dinosaur. Yeah. Listen, hey, but it's also implied that all the people that bought those dinosaurs, they took them with them. Like you see them – like most of them – were carted off. Yeah, and the yeah. cargo went and out. And the ones that obviously we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Some of them, yeah. Okay, so the Indoraptor goes up for auction, and this is right about the time when Claire and Owen are escaping, and shit really starts hitting the fan. I'm, I'm, my memory's lapsing a little bit. What? Oh, is it? What happens? Jake, fill me in because I, I'm kind of well, the. the- well, the the Stiggy Mollick gets out and starts beating the fuck out of everybody, and that's right. when they start. That's when you get the like weird action scene with uh, with Owen. Owen, yeah. And then, but like right after that is like nobody's in that room, and that's when you get Ted Levine's character who who lets out the, mm-hmm. the right. And we didn't mention it earlier, but part of Ted Levine's thing is he's he's collecting teeth. Off the yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, I, I and, really enjoyed that. It's like and, a trophy. Yeah, yeah, it makes me hate yeah. him. Uh, and, that's, and he opens the door because he's going to... Uh, yeah. 
Dude, yeah, he it's, he it's hits great the, character. To, it it make when he like pulls that first tooth and he's like, oh, that's gonna hurt tomorrow. Like, or whenever you wake up, you're just like, fuck you. This guy's a dude, total piece of shit. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. So it it makes the and payoff he gets, when he gets. And hey, he gets that arm ripped off. Yes. Like, he gets that arm ripped off for that. And yeah. I mean, then he gets his face ripped off. So. It's yes. fucking awesome. It's good motivation and you enjoy watching it. puts it. the yeah. lotion on oh, the skin. Well, <laughs> hey, I guess at this point, I guess at this point, um, we around this spot is where we get the, the revelation that the girl is a clone. Yeah. yeah. So throughout this whole, so Maisie is kind of, um, it's actually kind of sad. You kind of get, she's got this, uh, like nanny who takes care of her, but you kind of get the vibe that maybe she's almost like captive inside this mansion. Uh, yeah. You know? It's they, weird. You, you wonder why, like, is she sick? Are they, why is it? Oh, we, her we, as the only child? we kind of forgot the most important thing in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, evil dude. Uh, by the way, we just, we've seen the movie once. We don't know all the character names yet. I've got Eli? my notes. Eli fucking kills Lockwood. He gives oh, him the, the old, Pillow yeah. treatment. That's a dark yeah. ass moment. He yeah. does. It is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lockwood kind okay. of uh, figures out what's going on that he's being betrayed, and it's you know, and then um, and then Maisie discovers that, and she kind of that's why she leans on uh, Owen and Claire when they all kind of you know mm-hmm. run yeah. into them because um, she's just found her dead grandfather. Yeah, right. she's now like it's an orphan. fucked. Yeah. Her dead grandfather <laughs> slash father. Slash yeah. clone father. Um, send in the clown. What if it was Minnie Me instead of her? <laughs> the whole imagine the entire movie, but it's Minnie Me instead of Maisie. Well, it was supposed to be. You know, they had the recast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last minute recast. Rest in peace. <laughs> From the moment I heard Frau say I had a clown. We have hit full uh, baronets. We're pushing it's midnight. Yeah. It's like, oh no, it's twelve thirty. Hey, yeah. we're almost done. Okay. okay, and this is just our first review. Um, so, Indoraptor gets out. The whole the last act of this movie is just your classic Jurassic Park Indoraptor. No, it's not. It's not your classic Jurassic Park. It's your classic fucking horror, 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 horror movie. It's like Dracula. Or okay, like, okay, that's fair. It's that's like fair. a fucking monster movie. Um, you know, pe- people are calling it a gothic horror movie. And, right. you know, that's exactly what it is. Uh, the scene where Maisie gets back in bed and the Indoraptor kind of crawls down through the window yeah. is really spooky. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. Watching it, like seeing its shadow on the wall is very like reminiscent of old monster movies. And just like it's weird skinny fingered hand, like creeping closer to, you know, to yeah. like it's just gonna pull it's just weird it's like you don't see dinosaurs acting that way right like it's gonna pull the blankets down and, and i remember like, the yeah. first well it like fingers through her ponytail at one point oh, yeah. when she's standing there and like yeah, that's a sensation uh, that you feel go down your back as it's happening it's like oh i remember when that trailer came out i was talking to a buddy he was like oh that's definitely a dream sequence what scenario could play out to where this dinosaur is in this girl's bedroom and i was like well this one you've yeah. never read the jurassic park 4 script well, they're like, awesome. you know, I mean, Jurassic Park has always been one of those things where it's like, you know, they're they're trying to scare you with the dinosaurs. But it's like, hey, you know, in order to really be scared or, or attacked by a dinosaur, you have to kind of go to Jurassic Park. Right. So it's like, hey, just don't go to Jurassic Park. But they're don't like, hey, you know what? Don't now they can sneak through your goddamn window. Like mm-hmm. now they're in the real world and they can just come in and eat you while you're sleeping. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And there's not there's no description that we could give that's going to do this scene or these scenes justice. Like the the third act is really fun. Like the the battle between the the humans and the Indoraptor is I don't know. Yeah. You could put and it up blue. there with anything else. Oh yeah, and that's where blue uh blue kind of comes back. Blue's rejuvenated uh and repaired mm-hmm. thanks to uh our our new side characters. Mm-hmm. And uh blue comes to save the day. Blue's learned from the T-Rex. Blue knows. Mm-hmm. Um one thing we didn't talk about, which is another one of the more touching things is there's a scene where Maisie uh finds a laptop or whatever and is watching uh the scenes of Chris Pratt uh, yeah. ra- raising the Velociraptors, mm-hmm. and I love the who, who was it was which was the Velociraptor that he's first with, where like Delta, we are with Delta, and they show like the second he plays dead, the fucking thing attacks him. Um, yeah, but like he's like the scene. I know you really had an emotional reaction yeah. to. Uh, I like grabbed your hand. It just reminds me so much. I obviously I love cats. I talk about them all the time, and it it when you're bonding and imprinting on a on you know a, a young animal like that or holding a kitten or obviously these are you know wild dinosaurs but having that connection and watching them grow and learn that's just something that i like doing and i i, I responded like it's it's hard not to get choked up watching that yeah. stuff if you're like a pet owner or yeah. an animal and it lover. doesn't come off cheap it comes off very, like who can't relate to having a dog or a cat in in having it like be loyal to you and, and realizing it's smart and it empathizes and it's like mimicking your actions and like all that kind of learning stuff. Like that's right. just like you're bonding with it and right. it's special. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so they've got this whole final battle with the Indoraptor and then all of these, uh, this is, this is the big moment. All of the, uh, uh, I can't believe we've, uh, recapped this entire, uh, movie. Yeah, we did it. Kind of, yeah. The little, dino- little bit of skipping around, but skipping yeah. around. Well, we got we a lot. Skips. We skipped over a death. Lot. Um, did, did the dinosaurs are still in cages, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think. Okay, they're, they're still they're captive. Dying. They're they're dying. There's like a uh, like a cyanide gas being the, released. The, ven- the ventilation stops working. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's which, that was which I don't which I don't know if that really like. I'm like, so if the ventilation stops working, a poison comes in? Like, yeah, it's, where's poison. Po- it's poison. I don't know where that's coming. I don't know if I missed something there or if we that could've. was just... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's what's happened. Um, yeah. And then they ha- Claire has to make this decision of whether or not to release them. And it's kind of like this thing where she's been fighting to save these animals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's her entire cause. And now she's faced with this reality of, like... There's a bunch of dinosaurs, and we're talking about like carnivores. And there's yeah. a T Rex. Saving them and, means risking the lives of yeah. This is like there's no turning back at this point. And she, yeah. Jake, I know you had a strong reaction to that. I did because like I kind of, I kind of got a little upset. But I feel like I feel like if I was not in that place, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought twice about. It. Like I feel like I just would have hit that fucking button. I, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't care. I would hit that button, and uh, I don't. I don't know if that. <laughs> Two months later, Jake's being attacked by pterodactyls. He's like, I hit the fucking button. What is doing? Yeah, to yeah me? no. I mean, it might. It might be. Uh, I don't know. That might be like a rash decision or whatever. But I, I feel like I would have hit that button immediately. And I feel like for someone like Claire, who has made such a change between the first film and this film, and 
you know, she's leading the dinosaur protection group. Right. I feel like she would have hit that button immediately too. And right. I, and I mean, I, it makes sense why they, you know, who knows, maybe she would have just turned around and hit the button if, if Maisie didn't do it. But I, I understand the emotional, uh, reaction that they wanted to get of, you know, Maisie being the one to hit that. Like it makes complete sense. So it's like, can't really get mad at the character for that. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I'm like, uh, are they about to let all these dinosaurs die? Yeah. I was like, like, you know, it's like for a second, like, you know, they're going to make a third movie. So what's going to happen. But also like, I'm like, they're, I'm like, so are, are they going to just off screen kill the Tyrannosaurus Rex? Is that right. what's going to happen? Because that yeah. seems stupid and cheap and whatever. But I did think maybe for a second they were going to do that. But um, mm-hmm. but Maisie yeah. hit the button. <laughs> yeah, Maisie she saves the, the button. Yeah. Um, so Maisie hits the button, and I thought that was that was uh, man. You talk about like character development stuff. Like she is this little girl who has a limited view of the world, but she knows that she was not made in a natural way. And like she was created in a laboratory, but she's still a human being who has all these thoughts, feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. And she is seeing herself Mm -hmm. in the dinosaurs. So of course she's like, these are animals that deserve a chance. Just like I deserve a chance Mm -hmm. to get out of this goddamn mansion and finally eat McDonald's. Wonderful, huge, beautiful home. But also, yeah, as a kid, you want to get out and socialize and live your life. (laughs) I just want to see what uh, else. I want to socialize with dinosaurs. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's, and that's kind of it. The movie ends with, you get this moment with uh, Owen and blue and Owen's almost talking. Like, it's almost like a human thing. Owen's like, come on, come with me. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But Blue runs out and the T-Rex runs out. And then you get a little montage at the end of uh, basically dinosaurs all over. You get a cool little we we first get like a cool little callback to the first film where the Tyrannosaur comes out of nowhere and eats. uh, uh, What's his name? The bad guy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like not only does the T-Rex eat him, but like the other like Carnotosaurus shows up and like. Kind of tries to steal a bite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. You get you get to see this dude like I love seeing those like little personality moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then it you you kind of goes back to the Ian Malcolm voiceover when he says, "Welcome to Jurassic World," where this is now the new reality. There are dinosaurs loose, and you see the T Rex break into a zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a lion, and you see. Um, what else do you see? You see blue kind of like looking yeah, like in the desert which yeah. is where Velociraptors lived. Uh that's where you see the Mosasaur in the fucking wave, which yeah. is terrifying. Jesus yeah. Christ. Now if you knew so if I found out one day, like, hey, um, this is true, this is confirmed, there is a Mosasaurus, <laughs> it is this big, and it is loose. It can be anywhere. There's only one, uh-huh. but it can be in any ocean at any time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Never take, not taking that chance. Yeah. Never setting foot in the ocean again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard my, uh, my idea for my, I posted it today for my, there's a way to reboot Jaws within <laughs> the Jurassic World universe. Yeah. You, you get Grant. Owen mm-hmm. and Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And there's a movie of them just hunting down the Mosasaur. <laughs> and it's a Jaws remake in the ghost or the ghost in the fucking Jurassic Park yeah. universe. Okay. Ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost too. Franklin drives the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that. Would you watch, watch it? it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Franklin's neurotic. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see that. I want to see Grant <laughs> kind of like we were talking about that the other day. Anyways, we don't need to keep going on that. No, so but later. Uh, all right, cool. Movie ends. There's dinosaurs everywhere. Worst post credit scene of all time. Fuck that. Yep. Uh, yep. Where we just see some pterodactyls in uh, in Vegas. In Vegas. Was yep, that a commercial that, for some like what is that? Somebody theorized that. Um, That's what I read. I don't I don't know, but it was the most like it was a waste of an after credit scene. Yeah. Completely. Uh, so no Alan Grant. Yeah, especially as we were all anticipating like original yeah, characters. I mean, I halfway through you know, like when you're watching this movie, I know that there was like um there was like some rumors about maybe uh Sam Neill popping up at some point. But like as you're watching this movie you know, you kind of you can kind of figure out like, hey, there's there's not really right. any room but in the for but, Grant to show up. I, I, I actually, though, the way it ended, though, I I don't disagree with what you just said, but like, I think it makes sense that if there are dinosaurs loose in the world now, and it's part of like society and part of yeah. like the ecosystem and part of what's happening, like they would need, they're going to need to lean on like experts and paleontologists. Yeah, I, it, it definitely makes sense to me that they could open it up for the third film. Like I, I could, I could easily see them bringing Grant or Ellie back for the, for the third film. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I feel like we should put it out there now that on our next episode, we're going to, we're going to maybe like, yeah, we're going to talk, throw out some, throw out some pitches for throw out some pitches. Yeah. World part we're, three, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, let's wrap it up. Last question. Where does this fit as far as uh, sequels? In the realm of in Jurassic all Park. of them? Yeah. Are we ranking them? We're, we got to rank them. Okay. After one viewing, I know it's tough. I already know. It, it is tough, and I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I definitely th- w- would say I like it better than uh, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. Um it's hard for me to decide if I like this movie more than the first Jurassic world. I, I think I do, but also it's, it's fresh and new in my brains. So it's hard for me to be like, I like this one. I think there are things in both that edge out some things in the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Abigail. Um, I would say that my favorite obviously is the original Jurassic park. This movie fallen kingdom is number two. Um, and then Jurassic World would be after that, and then I like Jurassic Park three, and then The Lost World. That's how it goes. That's wow. Yeah, yeah. it's all a hot take. Very hot. That's just a yeah. That is a hot take. Yeah. Well, those, that's how I would if it was like I had them all here, and I'm just gonna watch by how much I enjoy them. That's how I would run it down. Yeah. Um, I think I'm right there with Jake. I think right now I have this kind of aligned with Jurassic World. I've seen Jurassic World so many times now. It's going to take more viewings and, yeah. and a little bit of space to, to figure out. You know, it's weird because, like, I, there's a lot of stuff that I really loved in this movie. But, like, if I think about it, I feel like I kind of like – I like the T-Rex and, and Indominus fight more than I like the Indoraptor in blue fight. 
You yeah, know what I, I mean, think, like that's the that's kind of the finale. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like the the Rex and the Indominus is a little more exciting, and it was a little more emotional. I yeah. think, and it almost had a better payoff to me. I, I like everything surrounding those fights was yeah. like it was very interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I like the 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 final battle in Jurassic World's amazing, and it's one of my favorite. Like just all of it. I've talked about it so many times. Um, I think that the setting in the this movie is very interesting and new and different as far yeah. as like all around the mansion and going through the roof and everything. Um, I would say that maybe Jurassic World had the better closing scene uh, or closing battle, yeah. but uh, Fallen Kingdom has the definitely the better opener. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. and I, I also think just the ending past that fight for Fallen Kingdom is – is like just the whole like hey this is life now like yeah. that yeah. whole ending is is pretty impactful I think right mm-hmm. yeah and now we get to see pterodactyls uh, attacking game. children on baseball fields smashing so. that's hey that is the opening of Jurassic World three probably right. mm-hmm. um, cool well we have a lot of time to figure that out because the next Jurassic World comes out in the year two thousand twenty one oh that is three years from now. Uh, yeah. so, Sounds uh, right. time. so, uh, there's going to be plenty of, uh, time to figure out what, what's going to happen next. Um, but we're going to keep talking about it. Uh, appreciate everybody checking it out. Please don't, well, I guess if you're at this point, you can't stop listening cause we've already spoiled it, but go see it again. <laughs> now that you have our thoughts, go see it again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as always, make sure you check us out on social media at YHS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash yes have some cast for Abigail and Jake and myself and all of our friends in Yes Have Some Group Therapy on Facebook, which is our official Facebook mm-hmm. discussion group. We mm-hmm. wish you a happy Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom weekend. Yes. We love these movies. This is why we do what we do. Yeah. And uh, I'm just happy Love-y. to go. Yeah, a lot yeah, more Jurassic Park talk coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of Jurassic Park talk. Yeah, for uh, sure. We lots... fought to see that movie. We yeah. went and saw it late last night, yeah. and we're up late talking about it because we love it. So, there you go. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Right. Yes, have some. All right, guys. Bye. See ya. All right. I wasn't sure if we won. <laughs> <laughs>